Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother Joey, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm going to be able to make it. I just had surgery. Oh, boy. On my um, on my uh, leg vascular surgery. Yes, sir. Yesterday at the Veterans Hospital in West Palm Beach. Uh, how are you doing I, with that leg? I'm going to be able to make it, and uh, maybe you, uh, you and your... Brothers and sisters can put me on a prayer list. Yes, sir. I have to get another one done on my right leg. Okay. I had my right left done yesterday, and I need to get my right done. Okay. Uh, coming up. Do you? So have... maybe you can put me on a prayer list. Not only will we put you on the prayer list, we're going to pray for you right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Which leg did you have surgery done on yesterday? The left. Okay. Left. Okay. Uh, let's pray. Father, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we lift up Brother Joseph to you right now in the leg that they operated on yesterday, Lord, and another leg that needs some work done on it. 
we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over these legs. I'm asking God that you would send your ministering angels and touch his legs right now, God. Yes, Let there be no pain. And let the blood flow through the arteries and the veins, God. We ask that you would cause inflammation to go down. We rebuke every demonic attack coming against you in the mighty name of Jesus. Every demonic force operating gets you to slow you down. We rebuke it and command it to let go in Jesus' name. We rebuke the spirit of premature death and destruction. Command it to loose us all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Again, we plead the blood of Jesus over those legs. We command them be healed. In the mighty yes. name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, touch him right I now. I believe it, Lord. Strengthen him, Lord. I believe. Again, let any swelling go down and pain go. In Jesus Christ's name, God. Thank you, Jesus. And folks, uh, continue Amen. to pray for Brother Joseph. And um, my friend, do you feel well enough to preach today? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. And thank you for letting me know. So we are going to continue to pray, folks. I'm asking all prayer intercessors out there to put Joseph Ferrara right there at the top of the list also um, I did get an update for people asking on Mel Novak uh, he had a broken femur that I've just learned about and uh, he went through the surgery and now he's uh, in recovery so also remember brother Mel Novak um, okay brother Joseph the mic is yours you want to open us in prayer sure Father, we love you today. We thank you for uh, Shannon Davis, Father. We thank you for our brother in the Lord. We thank you for this ministry that you gave him, Lord. We thank you today. We enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving that we're a part of it. We're part of the great commission that is so close to your heart. Lord, there isn't anything closer to your heart than uh, the great commission to save orphans, widows, Father, to uh, save the lost that you uh, did, Father, and you had to send your son, Lord, uh, because of your great love for us, that you had to sacrifice him, Lord. And uh, we thank you for another opportunity. I pray for people out there from the north, south, east, and west of the globe that you draw them to Jesus Christ to listen to this message at this hour. Lord, and that they will come to Jesus. Today is their day. Uh, That's what the Word says. Today is the day of salvation. And uh, we pray for this man that just had surgery on his femur, Lord, that you heal him and give him a strong recovery in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And, uh, Father, uh, all these things do happen in life. We thank God for the doctors and uh, for the aides, uh, for everybody that works in these departments uh, that help people, uh, help Christians, help veterans, help people to get well in their broken bodies, Lord. But you're the one that made this body, so you're able to fix it. Uh, We claim Psalm 139 on that, Lord. I thank you for what you're going to do today, Lord. I thank you. It's 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 an honor to preach. I, I my prayer is I never get so sick that I won't I can't preach, because it's such an honor to preach, Lord. Paul said, "Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel." And I know he went through a lot, man. It's written in the scripture of what that man went through. That we have the New Testament this day. 
what he went through for the gospel. We owe a great debt to him and Jesus and all those that are still paying with their blood for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We give honor to them today. We give honor to the orphans and the widows that you will touch them and provide for them today. We give honor like we always do today. We give honor for the sick and afflicted that uh, the Holy Spirit is moving now through this ministry today. And this ministry today, the title of this message is We Will Eat New Bread. We will eat new bread. Uh, The gist of that is that we will eat bread that we never ate before. And that's coming up in our lives when we go to heaven. And that's part of uh, healing. Healing is the children's bread, and the word is the bread. So today we're going to see in uh, Luke 15, uh, Luke 14, excuse me, Luke 14. We're going to start there, and I just pray right now for the anointing. Because without the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. I ask that you come upon us, Holy Spirit, that you anoint us to preach the gospel, the good news to people that don't have Jesus today. And they will hear what he has to offer them, Lord, especially when they work for him. So, Lord, I pray that you uh, draw them in, Father. Salvation is a work of the Father lifting up Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And we pray that we are with them. We are with them, working with them. We are co-laborers with them uh, for all those that live in the globe of the earth in different places. We pray for Joanne on her way to work. Whatever she's going through, we pray for her right now. That you give her grace grace today as she goes to work she was a great help to me i thank god uh for joanne and all that she's done for me uh in the past years with all these afflictions how she's been there and stuck with me through all these the bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers us from them all So if you're going through an affliction, if you're sick and afflicted, remember what the word says. You will go through them, but the Lord will bring you through them, and he'll heal you. So we pray today for you right now and everybody that's praying with you. And your prayers, we join our prayers, our faith with you, because Many are suffering in this world, and Jesus cares for the suffering. Amen? Oh, how we love Jesus. He's the greatest person you can ever meet, the greatest person in your life. He was a friend of sinners, and that's what we should be, all kinds of sinners, lovely sinners, unlovely sinners. And you will be rewarded someday, Christians, You will eat a new bread in heaven that you never ate before. 
So we're going to look into that now. We pray for the anointing that destroys the yoke. We pray for the anointing to minister. And we pray for the anointing right now to go out into the world and set the captives free. Amen. Luke uh, chapter 14, it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day. That they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Jesus knew uh, it wasn't, but he was uh, dealing with them about the laws that they were passing. And uh, they were really getting ridiculous at the time now that Jesus is talking to them. And they held their peace and took him and healed him and let him go. And he was healed of the dropsy. Terrible affliction. The dropsy. And they held them saying, Which of you shall have an ass or an ox fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him again of these things. So Jesus was dealing with them, and they were making the animals more important than people. That's where they went as far in their teaching. And uh, no animal is more important than a human being. God loves the animals. God created them. He uh, put them on the boat with Noah. And he wanted them to be saved and start anew. And they're all over the earth today, but he doesn't love an animal more than than a person. So, so we have to get that straight here as he gets that straight with them, dealing with them. And an ox was very uh, important because they did business. That's how they made their business with ox and sheep, and they made their living. So they couldn't answer Jesus, and he put forth the parable of those which were bidden when he mocked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them, Now Jesus just consecutively deals with them, one after the other. When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest the more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come to say to thee, give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room. And when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. So if there's anyone that has the dropsy out there today, it involves a swelling due to the buildup of fluid in tissues and cavities. 
and that's something like lymphedemia. It involves swelling due to buildup of fluid in tissues and cavities. The dropsy, very painful. Uh, the health department puts people on machines to get that uh, excess water out of the body. It goes up to the heart and out, out of the body. And it's called edema, edema, and uh, you swell up. Your legs swell up uh, real big, and Jesus just healed them. Just touched them and healed them by his mighty power, his compassion for the sick. Jesus has compassion for you today, especially when you're sick. And that's where he goes, to the weary, the sick. That's what he heard the father say in his ear in the morning. And that's what his father directed him to do. And so he says, for whosoever exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So Jesus is teaching us about humility, not to exalt ourselves, that we're so great. And uh, especially in the ministry, you know, the disciples also had the same problem when they said, who is the greatest? And they all wanted to be the greatest. And, uh, you know, if you're really serving the Lord, uh, you want to be the greatest. You want to be used of God, and uh, you want to... Uh, do all you can in the ministry and his work, but we're not to exalt ourselves. Uh, the Bible says it brings uh, pride and it brings others uh, into sin by jealousy. So we're not supposed to exalt ourselves and showing people how great we are because really we can't do anything without, without the Holy Spirit. We, and we give God all the glory for all the gifts and talents we have. And God gives us those gifts and talents, and uh, we use them according to the opportunities that are given to us. And uh, so they had a problem with pride. So Jesus was dealing with them and showing them the difference between the seats and exalting self not to exalt ourselves or be into self, but be into others and to humble ourselves before God. And he will exalt us in due time. When we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will exalt us in due time of what he sees best for us in life. He's the one that prospers us as we give our life to him. So, in verse 12, it says, Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest the dinner or supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither the kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors, lest thou also bid thee again, and recompense be made thee. So, Jesus is making a point here, telling them when they make their feasts and everything, not to uh, invite their family, their loved ones, their friends, uh, their rich neighbors, and uh, because they will recompense thee. You know, when you do something for somebody and then they want to do it back for you, that's the way life works. 
you do something for somebody, you bless somebody, and then they feel it in their heart to uh, bless you, which is a good thing. But um, he's getting to a point here, and uh, he's teaching here the way that we should uh, do things in the kingdom and um, inspire other people with the light that we have and to show them the greatest. The greatest gift is love, correct? The greatest of all is love, and uh, love suffers long. You have to remember that love suffers long. So when you're going through a trial with somebody that's really getting on your last nerve and you can't handle it no more, remember, that's the one that the Lord wants you to win to him. That's the one. And that's the one that you'll be rewarded for because that person won't be able to uh, reward thee here. But you will get your, and uh, in later in eternity, you will get your reward. So that's the point that Jesus is making here. And Jesus ministered to all these people. He ministered to his friends, his family. He ministered to the rich neighbors and uh, everyone. He ministered to the well-off. Jesus ministered to, to all those people. and uh, But we must remember the other half of the people of this world. So he makes the point here. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, call the maimed, the lame, and the blind. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. So there's a special reward here when you get your rewards in heaven that you reached out to those that could not recompense you. They couldn't pay you back. They couldn't uh, sow uh, into your ministry or they couldn't, uh, you know, give you food for the great meal that you gave them or even the healing that you brought to them and deliverance and all that, they cannot recompense you uh, right away. Maybe down the road, uh, when they get healed or delivered, they can uh, heal somebody else or deliver one of your friends. But right now, the way they are, they're poor, very poor. People are very poor today. In all the world, we have very poor people uh, people that don't even have water to drink. Uh, they have to make water, wells of water. They don't have food, and uh, they don't have ministry. So God, in his great wisdom, sends missionaries on a mission over overseas and uh, works with uh, Christians here in the United States and in other parts of the world to take care of these people with such great needs. And that will be rewarded. That will be really rewarded, and you will be blessed at the resurrection of the just. And uh, when one of them that at meat, sat at meat with him, heard these things, he said unto him, 
Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. That's the message today, folks. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. It's a new bread that you've never eaten before that you will eat in the kingdom of God because of your reaching out to the poor, to the lame, to the blind, to the sick, to the afflicted, and to the unlovely people that were unlovely to you, uh, that you reached out to them and you didn't bypass them. And we should make friends of them and we should make association with them because Jesus was a friend of sinners. Not only uh, those that were well-off and well-to-do, you know, but all sinners, all sinners. So that's what you're going to see in heaven. When you go to heaven, you're going to see all sinners that, that were saved because of you, and other people that did ministry to them, that they were saved. And uh, there's many songs that are written and sung about that. But this man says, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he goes on to say, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. So here we see Jesus talking about the great supper, the wedding feast. And sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. You see, all they cared about was themselves. Of getting this thing that was so important to them than going to this marriage feast. And Jesus will deal with them very harshly. He says to them, Come, all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. Excuse, excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. That's the excuse he gives to the invitation that maybe he didn't receive a card or an envelope. Maybe he just heard it by mouth that one of the servants came to his door and invited him to this uh, great supper that a certain man made. And they began to make excuse because of this uh, big piece of property that he was going to look at and he had uh, intentions on buying. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Five yoke of oxen, that's worth more than your soul? Five yoke of oxen is worth more than your soul? And, and uh, everything that's going to be used with this oxen, those people are not worth this great supper because they won't be saved. They'll be lost because you're lost. And how are you going to win the lost if you're lost? So if you don't go to this supper, 
you're lost, and all those that the Lord had for you to do in his plan and purpose for your life are lost. And uh, so they lose their reward. But God will get somebody else. You see, I believe that's the way God works. He'll get somebody else to do the work that that person was supposed to do, but they, he said no. And God will get a willing person uh, to go and do his work. God has many people out there that he can use. Okay? And so he said, I have an oxen. Have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife. I can't come. My wife is more important. I can't come to the Great Supper because she's more important. And I have to go and uh, take care of her. But you're not taking care of your soul, and you're not taking care of this great supper that's going to help you win your soul to the Lord. And that's a big, big cost. The Bible says to count the cost. Count the cost. You know, yesterday when I went in the hospital, they gave me all kinds of directions to do, instructions, instructions to do. And if I don't do those instructions, you know, I can suffer a lot that I don't have to suffer because I, I didn't do the instructions that were there to help me. And I thought about that when I read it, and I said, you know, that's just like the Bible. The Bible is a book of instruction. And if people don't do what the Bible says, not only read it, a lot of people don't even read it, but they don't do what it says, and they're going to count the cost because they didn't do what it says. They didn't follow the instructions of the Word of God, and they will be lost for eternity because they didn't do what God said. And that's real. That's real. That is real. And uh, so that's what the Word says. That's what the Word is saying today where Jesus is teaching this, and he said, I cannot come. I married a wife. And, you know, that guy was really upset that made the supper, all kinds of food, all kinds of food made, all kinds of invitations, and nobody comes, and he's upset. The serpent came and showed his laws these things, and then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. Don't bring in those that were well off, but bring those that are poor. Bring in the lame. Bring in the blind. And the serpent said, Lord, it is done, and thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that they, my house, may be filled. That explains God's heart. He wants everybody there. He wants to fill heaven Heaven is a tremendous place 
when you study it and you see pictures of what it must look like in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, and uh, you see the work of God. And compel means uh, to almost drag them, drag them in, uh, you know. We are to compel people to come to God. That's what I'm doing today. I'm compelling you to come in because because God loves you and you're going to miss a great opportunity if you don't come. That's what the Bible says. You're going to lose your soul for all eternity. Is that worth it? Is what is here on this earth more important to that? Well, some people think so. And that's how your enemy, the devil, deceives people by showing them the things of this world and what he can give them, and he deceives them, uh, that's what the Bible teaches. In fact, he uh, came against Jesus, and uh, Jesus won the battle. He overcame the devil, and that's what we must do. We must overcome him, because nothing here is going to last forever. Just remember that you're not going to last forever. I'm not going to last forever. No house, no land, uh, nothing here is going to last forever. The earth will. God will not let man destroy the earth. When the end of the age comes, God will restore the earth. He will make a new heaven and a new earth. God will not let man destroy the earth by his wars and uh, rumors of wars and all that. He will not let him do it because God owns the heaven and God owns the earth. See, he's the king of the kingdom. See, these people are, are being invited to the king of the kingdom of God. It says spiritually, and they won't come because they consider the things of this world more important, more important. Now, you should uh, take care of your wife and tell her the gospel, and that's how you win her to Christ. And if you have a piece of property, you take care of it, and God gave it to you, and you take care of it and use it for God. You're only a steward. God gave you that, and to be a steward of it. And if he gave you a real nice car and a trucking business and all that and uh, instead of an ox, or if he did give you an ox and you had a big field out there as a farmer, then uh, bear a lot of fruit for God using that animal. But don't put that before salvation. Don't put that before Jesus. Don't put that before the Great Supper that he's going to have planned for you. Nothing is more important than that great supper and the one that's going to orchestrate it. And Jesus makes it very clear in the next verse, in Luke fourteen twenty four, he said, For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. So that's what we do here. We bid for souls, lost humanity. We bid for them because all sinners are slaves and sin has dominion over them. They're slaves to sin. We were all there. 
We were all there. We know what it is to be a slave to sin. And that's what we bid for. We bid for those that are slaves to sin. That sin has dominion over them. And uh, we bid for them and we tell them that there's going to be a great feast and it's going to be held by the king. And God wants you there. God wants you there. In Romans chapter 1, Paul speaks the same thing. Paul says in verse 13, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach to you that are at Rome also the gospel. The gospel. Because being a debtor signifies one who is morally obligated because of his call, his gift, and his apostolship, Paul was obligated culturally to the Greeks. These people were cultured and refined. To the barbarians, these were strangers to the Greek language and culture. Educationally, he was indebted to the wise whether they were wise in handicraft, the affairs of life, the sciences, or learning. He was also indebted to the unwise or unlearned. This was Paul's way of expressing his burden to get the gospel to everyone. You see, the gospel is for everyone. The Bible says in heaven, in the book of Revelation, that all nations will be singing to the Lord in heaven. All nations, all colors, all languages of people will be worshiping the Lamb. The word says hallelujah to the Lamb. They'll be singing that because he deserves all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And all the saints will be dressed in white and fine linen. And they will be expressing their love to Jesus Christ on how he saved them from their sins. But these people that were bidden will not have a chance to do that because they didn't accept the invitation. And all throughout eternity, I just want to make you think today about that all you that don't have Jesus and don't want Jesus all throughout eternity you will think about that moment that you rejected Jesus and where you are in hell and burning in hell for all eternity and you had the opportunity you had an open door like today and you had the gospel preached to you and all you had to do was have a change of heart 
and believe the truth instead of believing a lie. Instead of uh, giving your life to Jesus and not being selfish. About giving your work to Jesus and doing his work and not your work. And throughout all eternity, you will suffer torment every second because you rejected Jesus and his offer to come to the great supper of the Lamb. And that's what will torment people for all eternity. That they had it, they had it, and they said no. They have no one to blame but themselves. You can't blame God. You can't blame your relatives, your mother and father. You can't blame people. That all started with Adam and Eve. Adam said to God, you gave me Eve. That was his excuse. That's why I do what I do. Excuses. Excuses. Pointing the finger at somebody else. Not taking responsibility, because that's what it comes down to. Life comes down to personal responsibility. God has responsibility, and he did it. He proved to the world that he gave his greatest. He gave his son to the world to save them. He gave his son's blood to the world to wash their sins away. He gave the world the cross that people come to Jesus Christ and they get their victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. He gave them Jesus that loved them so much that went to the old rugged cross. And today, if you hear his voice and you say no, and you never say yes to the Lord, then you will have to deal with eternity spending somewhere else in a very hot place where they can't even get a drip of water. The man in, in hell cried for just a drip of water for his tongue. And people will be screaming and yelling for all eternity. And they can't get out. It's for all eternity. And uh, this is what the Bible teaches. God did not come to condemn the world. He came to save it. A lot of people think that God is a condemning God. No. God came to save us. We were lost. He came to save us. So in Revelation 19, it says, After these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor, and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her spoke rose up forever and ever. 
and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. See that? Small and great and great. There's different different positions in life. There's the poor and the needy, and there's the rich and the well-off. But they will all be there. They will all be there, people of all positions in life, because they said yes. And they said, yes, I want to go to the marriage feast of the Lamb. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. People might not acknowledge it now, but he is Lord. And every knee should bow, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because he reigns. He is the king of all kings. And that's why he came. He came to bring us into the kingdom. And you can come into the kingdom right now by saying a prayer that you truly and sincerely believe. It's not hard. It's not hard to be saved. It's just a willing heart. It says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lord is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. That's us. And to her was granted that she should be arraigned in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. The true sayings of God. And you will eat, and you will dine at your place in heaven. You will have a place in heaven. And you will eat new bread and drink new wine. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. That's for all those that come to Christ. So there it is, my friend. Jesus was a friend of sinners. And you know that you're a sinner. You know that you're lost. We don't come to condemn you. We come to save you. And I pray that you receive my prayer because I have been called to do this and uh, woes me if I don't do it. And I give you an opportunity today to come to God. And my prayer will uh, save your soul if you're willing to say it by faith. The best way that you know how is sincerely by Romans chapter 10. 
that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that's all it takes. And then you go on from there. God wants you to go forward, and then you go on and you bear much fruit for the Lord because he has a place for you, and he has a plan for you in heaven. So I bid you to come right now. I bid you to come and take the invitation that was given to those, and they said no. I bid you to come to the great supper of the Lamb, and you can eat and dine with new bread and new wine for all eternity, and then you will come back here to earth, and you will live here on earth and reign with the Lord Jesus forever and ever and ever. There's so much to learn in God's word, and we can't get into it all right now, but the main thing is that you're going. No matter what, you're not going to let anything or anybody stop you from coming to Jesus. No relative, your father, your mother, your sister and your brother, no friend, no teacher in college, no teacher in high school, no teacher. Don't let them stop you with false teaching to come to Jesus. There is a God. And you will meet him when you pass here, because nothing will pass from here without meeting the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the creator of all mankind and the creator of the earth. And he wants your soul to come home. He created you, he gave you a soul, and you will live forever, but it's up to you. It's up to you where you want to go. So I bid you to come to Jesus now and say this prayer. And from your heart, the best of your ability. And remember, you're talking to God. I'm helping you, but you're the one that's talking to God right now. You're telling him these words. Just pray with me. Just say, Father... In the name of Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. I believe I'm lost, and I want to be saved. I don't want to go to that place called hell to pay for my sins for all eternity. I want to go to heaven because Jesus has prepared a place for me to go there. And he shed his blood, and he gave his body for me. I ask that you have mercy, and I ask that you forgive me of every sin that I committed, and I ask that you wash me right now totally clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. I believe Jesus died and rose again from the dead. I believe he's sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven. I believe that right now. I believe it and I confess it right now. I believe it and I confess it that he died and he rose again from the dead. I believe it in my heart. I say it with my mouth. I made my confession to you and I stand before you right now, father. And I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to be my personal Lord and to be my savior.
And I believe that I am born again according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I believe my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I believe I'm going to that wedding feast. I believe it. I believe it by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, all you that have said that prayer, get yourself a Bible. A good place to start is in the book of John. Or the epistles of John talk about the love of God. Or any place where the Holy Spirit would lead you. Tell somebody what you did and invite them someday to come with you to Jesus and to come with you to the great feast. Invite somebody and tell somebody that your name's written in heaven and that's where you're going when you pass from here. Just give the Lord thanks now and receive his blessing upon you. This is the greatest moment of your life. The angels are actually rejoicing in heaven right now. They are actually having a party in heaven because you came home today. That's what the Bible teaches. You came home today. That is the greatest thing that God wants to hear and that the angels want to hear. And when they hear it, they rejoice in heaven and they have a great feast because so-and-so came home. This is the greatest day of your life, my friend. Now, in time, ask God to guide and lead you to a full gospel church where they're preaching the full gospel, the whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. Ask the Lord to guide and lead you by the Holy Spirit and to give you a place of worship, to give you a house of God, to give you a home where you can grow up in the Lord with a good pastor or an apostle that's teaching the word, so you can grow in the word and in the spirit, because God has a great plan for you. And he wants to give you a great family that will pray for you when you're sick and afflicted, and he will help you in every way to do your ministry when the time comes and help you out, pray for you, help you out in many different ways that you have the body of Christ. Just like uh, Shannon prayed for me today with all those that were willing to pray for me, you see, that's the body of Christ. Paul said, pray for all saints, just not your home church. Pray for all saints. So when I pray, I pray for Shannon Davis. He's not in my church, but in a sense, he is in the church, and he is a Christian, and I pray for him, even though he's in a different place, and I don't see him all the time, but I do pray for him because Paul says pray for all saints, all saints. Prayer is very powerful. God answers prayer. You are talking to the living God, and he hears you when you pray. Just like he heard you today when you prayed, he is answering your prayer. So receive the goodness of God. Be blessed. This is Pastor Joe and Joanne, and uh, God bless her today on her job. She's working at a new VA facility. And uh, 
she's 71 years old and she's still working and uh she wants to work so she's god gave her a job over at the va the va hospital the va nursing home the new one over here in traditions is called we love you today and it's been a real blessing to talk to you today you know my wife is not here, but you're here, and you're in my heart, and you're part of my family. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. I'm never alone, and you'll never be alone when you have Jesus. He's a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Till next time, this is Pastor Joe and Joanne. God bless you. My friend, what a powerful message today. It was awesome. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, Father God, we ask that you bless Sister Joanne on her new job. Give her favor. We plead the blood of Jesus over her, God, and loose ministering angels to her. Put a hedge protection wall fire from Zachariah 2 and 5 around her. Brother Joseph, every one of us tuning in today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. My friend, we love and appreciate you. What an honor to be with you today, and we'll see you again next week. Honor to be with you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Brother Joseph Ferrara. Friends, we're just doing two programs today. We're going to be back up to speed Monday. Uh, Again, with all new broadcasts, 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday is our start time. I hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Those were powerful messages. And I'll get up in the archive today. Thank you. Have a great weekend out there. God richly bless you. And uh, don't forget, go over and check out my website, omegamanradio.com. That's going to have links to everything we do here. And I encourage you to check it out. Thank you very much and have a great weekend.